This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now onto the show. This is Women in Leadership Podcast, featuring success insights from women around the globe. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership Podcast. This is episode 103, brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you go from invisible to influential and profitable with a podcast. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. My guest today says you are the influencer you seek. And join me on today's show is Michelle Talbot. Now, over the past seven years, Michelle has helped hundreds of women to improve their businesses through her podcasts and her workshops. Now, her connections and vast business network have created massive opportunities. This ranges from an invitation from the Obama White House to speaking on stage across the US. Now, Michelle is so passionate about helping women speak their truth and live as their most authentic selves. And she hosts networking masterminds and business intensive for women around the country. And her flagship brand, Her Power Moves Broward, based in Broward County, South Florida. Now, on today's show, Michelle is going to share how to position yourself as an influencer and gain access to other influencers. She's going to talk about removing the fear of worrying about what others think and about listeners' choices, needing to pivot, change paths, all of those different things. And she's also going to talk about how to show up as your authentic self and speak your truth. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Anne-Marie. I love what you are doing. I absolutely love the work you're doing on your podcast. Uh, thank you. I love the work that you're doing too. So many women uh, who are in leadership, either in corporate or in their own business, have an incredible voice, an incredible story that can really empower and impact the lives of many other women across the country and the globe, in fact, yet they're not getting out there and sharing their story. There's so much you know, internal chatter that goes on and a lot of other things as well. And we're going to uncover how we can bust through that so that we can really start to share our message. But before we do that, just share with us, how did you start um, your path to, to now empowering other women? Was it something that you gradually got into? Was something that you've been passionate about for as long as you can recall? What's your journey? Um, my journey is that I was in the struggle and then sort of it grew from there uh, working with women. I graduated from high school when I was 17. I met and married the man who would become my first husband when I was 18. We had my son when I was 19, my daughter when I was 20. And I'm sure you can guess it and your, li your listeners can guess. By the time I was 22, I was a divorced single mom with two mm. kids in diapers, right? Yeah, wow. And I had started going to school at night. I was working during the day for our federal government. And I 
knew after about 10 years of juggling kids and single parenthood and working during the day and going to school at night, classes on the weekends, things like that, that something had to change because I wanted my degree, but I was on the path of taking like 10 years to get a two-year degree, right? Mm. Um, so I transferred up to Cornell University here in the States and in New York, and my kids went with me. And we decided, we, we decided, right? They were in <laughs> kindergarten and first and second grade. Um, we decided we were going to have this six-year odyssey. Mommy was going to go to school. The kids were going to go to school. We were going to have this adventure. And then mommy was going to go to law school. And the kids were going to come along to law school. And that's exactly what happened. So I walked across the stage with my children at the age of 30 um, with our undergrad, our our bachelor's degree, Mm -hmm. and then went on to law school and went straight into private practice. Because after all those years of struggling, right, I started thinking, well, how can I earn the income to give us some comfort? Yes. And went straight into private practice in Washington, D.C. and hated it. I hated it. And it's crazy because, you know, and I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about this later, but when you make such seismic shifts and make big decisions and changes mm. and they don't necessarily turn out how you anticipated, yes. that can that can really crush your spirit. Um, But fast forward a few years, obviously I continued to practice and once the kids were finished with high school, um, I transitioned to uh, looking at online dating and relationships and looking at technology. Mm. And at the same time was using a lot of social media. And more and more women were asking me, Michelle, how did you get that opportunity? How did you end up at a tech conference? and it was just sort of, I was going places that one, some of them had never heard of, and the ones who had didn't think that they could ever have entree. And here I was, like, popping up next to Jeff Bezos, like, hey. <laughs> um, and, and so I got more and more questions from women especially and wanted to help them. And yeah. that's when I launched my podcast, the Her Power Hustle podcast, yeah. when I launched that back in 2014. Yeah. Because I wanted to help women so much. Mm -hmm. But that's what I mean. It was like sort of in that struggle of being a single mom and figuring out school and work and life that Mm -hmm. I can empathize. Yes. And then, you know, we build the tribe from what we know, I think. Yeah, I love that. And and let's dive into that because I know that there are probably people uh, wanting to make some changes. And for some of us, the changes, that desire has been with us for as long as we can remember. Yet we haven't had the courage to take those steps. So we could talk a little bit about that because I think, um, you know, it, it, there are so many different aspects that you need to juggle and consider. I mean, as you said, you had, you had two young children to consider, yet you had this, you know, dream and a goal and I'm sure within that time where you were making that decision and then actually going to school and so forth it wasn't all roses I'm sure there were days where you thought have I done the right thing how am I going to get through that so let's share what did you what were some of the key things that you did that had you go from you want to make a choice to making that choice what are some insights you can share to help people actually make that choice and then go after that I think one of the things that I did was I trusted myself. Um, I have this saying that success begets success. Mm -hmm. And what that means is that if 
we can experience a small success, much like when you go to the gym, you might start with a five pound weight and within six months, the next thing you know, that same muscle is able to lift 25 pounds. And so by having small successes, by going to community college at night, by getting good grades, by, by, by really diving into my soul and saying, what is it that I really want to do Mm. to make a better life for myself and my children? That was the first piece. I did. I trusted myself a lot. But when I was unsure, I sought counsel from people who had done what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So I spoke with other students. I spoke with single parent students. I spoke with people who had sort of been on the path ahead of me to ask them and Mm -hmm. ask them to be very frank. And fortunately, I'm really blessed to have people around me who are very have no problem being honest with me. Yeah. so that when the naysayers came, I could identify they weren't they weren't saying no or that I shouldn't do it because they thought it was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. They were just afraid. Mm-hmm. What if? What if you fail? This is you have no safety net. I left my job six months before my 401k was vested. And people said to me, are you crazy? You're leaving six months before you're vesting? And, you know, my thinking was, I don't want to wait one more year Mm. to go to school because of six months of vesting in my 401k. So, you know, just really understand. And I did a lot of research. Yes. Yeah. Actually, I think that's something that we as women have to find balance about. And that leads into a lot of imposter syndrome because, you know, we just feel like I got to get the next degree. I have to get that next certificate. I need to do more research. I need to know more. So I will say I did a lot of research. (laughs) So hindsight would have been an insight that you would have shared with yourself is do the research, but not over research, you know, not over that analysis paralysis because it's like, what is this research actually? Is it valid? Validating information that I need to make a decision, or is it keeping my imposter syndrome? If it's kind of feeding into that, I think we can all uh, relate to that for sure. So I love what you've just shared because absolutely, we can either get uh, stuck in fear because we don't feel good enough. We can either let others who are speaking into our lives, who maybe they have not been able to achieve what it is that they have wanted, and that can impact whether or not we continue to to move forward. What about when you're in that season for you? you were going to school um, and even in your work what was it that kept you motivated that just kept you going even though you knew that where you were wasn't going to be where you were always going to be what kept you motivated well one thing I will say and I'll be quite frank about it I, I got depressed I got really sad. Um, first off, when I first got to school, I thought I had made a huge mistake. Once I got there, I was like, yeah. what did you just do? Um, and uh, there were about two weeks that I didn't get out of bed except to walk the kids to the bus stop and then to come back and pick wow. them up and meet them at the bus stop after school. So I don't want it to sound like, oh, she has it all together. She yeah. never questioned. Um, it, was, it was very rough and very isolating. And I did feel very alone. Um, Honestly, in that instance, when I was in school, there was a woman who had graduated with four children as a divorced single mom in the 1970s. And she started a a little um, scholarship for student families. And she happened to come to campus and wanted to meet the benefit, you know, the the person who she was benefactor for. And she took me to lunch and she was like, comb your hair, get it together. You can do this. And she snapped me right out of it. Yeah. You know, and so, like I said, it really helps if you can look to someone else Mm. who has done even a 
portion of what it is that you're attempting to do, even if you don't get to meet them. Yes. Um, set your sight on someone because that in the struggle can help you. Yeah. Not to say, well, they did it. I can't do it. But to say they did it. So, of course, I can. Yes. You know, there's yeah. nothing between us and Beyonce other than, you know, a onesie. Yeah. We all, all of us are extraordinary in our own. Yeah, and I think that's where we tend to get stuck, don't we? Or we assume that our journey and pathway is going to be all roses because quite often, you know, we don't see the journey, we don't see the behind the scenes, we don't see the tears and, you know, the, the, the moments where you just think, oh, my goodness, what have I gotten myself into? And I think there is, you know, that, that transparency in realising there were a lot of battles, there were a lot of hills and, and a lot of uh, valleys that we had to walk through to get where where you know where where that will to get for that person to get to where she now is would there be anything different you know hindsight is such a wonderful teacher would you do anything differently or do you believe every single moment that you in a challenge that you've overcome has continued to shape the character and skills and strengths that you now continue to harness today would you do anything differently or how how's that pan out for you so, so can I say it's a little bit of both? Um, actually, it's a lot more of the latter. I absolutely believe that every experience has led me right to where I am, and I yeah. am where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. The only thing in hindsight, and there are probably other moms who may also have experienced this, sometimes when you're in the struggle with your kids, you don't enjoy your kids. Mm. Right. And so I think that there were times when I was a young mom that I didn't enjoy them being toddlers that I didn't they were not to say that there wasn't enjoyment but just that overall sort of there are parents who maybe have children later in life or they are a little bit more financially secure and it's just a very different experience yeah. so for me I wish that I would have been able to at least say you know what everything's going to be okay so enjoy this moment yes. you know yeah um so that would be it but otherwise no the experiences absolutely not yeah absolutely not and, and the fact that my kids were with me every step of the way is the most important yes so true how often do we always put our sights and our focus on this will be when you know everything will be all right but we forget to enjoy as you say and even the the simplest of, of moments something else that you shared and I just want to bring emphasis to this because often and, and you explained that when you did get your role, you thought, I'm just, I, actually, I don't enjoy this at all. So, so often we can live in regret that the decision that we have made, and for some of us, and like you did, you worked really hard to get to that. So we live with regret. Oh, if only I hadn't done that. But I'm sure if you were to look through all of the experience and the knowledge that you've learned through the studies and through your work then, working in law, that there is this wealth and depth of experience and knowledge that you now continue to bring with you. And I think we need to look at, you know, past experiences, even though in the moment we may not really have enjoyed it, there's a lot of learnings and experience and knowledge that we bring with us now in, into new situations. Would you say that's true? Absolutely. You definitely hit the nail right on the head, but it's not just the experiences. I am so much richer yeah. because of the people who I met along the way. Yeah. There is not a period of time in my life that I can't point to someone who is still in my life from mm -hmm. that period. Yeah. And I think that has made my life so rich. Just having, you know, had this journey where these amazing people have entered my life. Yes. So even if it was a 
rough patch, it was made sweeter because I had awesome people around me that sort of came along like the Pied Piper, you know, they kind of just got added along the way on this journey um, that we're taking through lives. It's interesting that that you should say that because, you know, so often, I mean, I worked in the career industry, so consulting with, with, um, you know, professionals and executives, and some of them absolutely hated their roles. And when you ask them, you know, what is it that you don't enjoy about everything? And then when we really (laughs) broke it down, well, it it was just one or two things, or maybe the, the approach, you know, the corporate values didn't align with their personal values. So often when we think about a certain situation or even period season in our life, we can completely disregard everything because there's one or two things within that that we really didn't enjoy. Would you say many of us, because we aren't, you know, aren't or don't feel like we're living our purpose or we just feel like there's unfulfilled dreams, that we forget to look at the smaller things, the people which are significant, obviously the impact that they can have on our lives. Do you find that many of us tend to disregard that because it's a season that we really weren't happy with? What have you noticed? I, I've noticed that what we dwell upon expands. Mm. And when you're in pain, I mean, if I have a splinter, my finger's getting that attention. My toe is getting yeah. that full attention of, of everything that I have within me. And so I can't notice that I got the splinter from a really beautiful wooden floor in a gorgeous temple or something, right? It's just this pain is so acute. Yeah. And I think that sometimes that's exactly what happens. It's very hard. You know, they say, see the forest for the trees. When you are experiencing pain, it just seems to overshadow so much more it does and i love that you break help people break down well let's look at the component parts Mm. of the experience yeah right so going to work is making you feel ill every monday morning right can we identify what is it that what is it about your day where are those moments in your day that really that's that and then if you can parse that out i think i think you're absolutely correct yeah that Um, but i do find that when you're in pain it's just sometimes it's very difficult to focus on the beauty. Yeah, fantastic. So let's talk about um, how to position ourselves as an influencer and gain access to other influencers. And I know everyone who's listening today would love me to ask you, uh, how did you get an invitation from the Obama White House? What was that <laughs> process? Um, so I, uh, shock, let's start with shock. Um, I was asked by uh, a friend who, spent a lot of time in the White House, if I would be interested in being what they called a social media maven. And they were bringing on board a cadre of social media mavens, people who had been identified in the community as having a tribe and sharing viewpoints and would be honest, right? Mm. We were not given any instructions and asked to come to the White House to share on social media our thoughts in real time as we sat in the press room and watched um, President Obama's State of the Union. And that is actually how it happened. And it was sort of, I was tapped, I was asked, would you be interested? And I said yes and submitted. <laughs> Didn't have to materials. think too much about <laughs> that one. <laughs> like, what is the email? Where do I need to sign up? Um, and then I got the invitation and I just, I was floored. It was an incredible opportunity. But, um, you know, I think it goes to a lot of the conversation we're having and what we're going to talk about yes. in terms of positioning yourself as an influencer. Be authentic. 
Yes. Let's break that down. What was what does authentic mean to you? Because a lot of people we hear that and I absolutely agree. Authenticity is so important. But what does it mean to you so that we can all get on the same page? What it means is listening to the voice within yourself. So you have to get quiet sometimes and know who you are. Um, really trusting yourself, trusting your voice and then honoring it. I think there are very few people who have ended up in a bad situation that didn't look back and go, oh, I had a feeling about that one, mm, right? Yes. But we don't always heed it, you know? And yeah. that's not judgment, that's not blame, that's just saying start to begin the practice of listening to that voice, but not just listening, we all hear it. Mm. It's whether or not we heed it. Yeah, I love and that, yeah. That's that that's sort of the beginning of authenticity. So now we know who we are, right? Mm -hmm, or we're mm -hmm. beginning to take the journey. I don't know. Michelle Obama says we're always becoming, and I agree with her, right? So we're on this yeah. journey to becoming who we are at different phases and stages. So when we have opportunities arise, they could be good opportunities, but they also could be bad opportunities. Mm -hmm. I think often we associate opportunities as positive all the time, but they're not always positive. Yeah. But if we're in touch with what it is that our goals are, and that's the authenticity, yes. right? Being true to who we are, um, then we can, number one, identify is this an opportunity that's in line with my goals and who I want to be and how I want to show up in the world. Mm -hmm. um, and then we can then listen to that voice that says, yes, this is a good opportunity. No, that is a bad opportunity. And then heed that voice. Yeah, it's um, so true. And and I so agree. Often we'll make a decision, something will, will happen that didn't, we, you know, that obviously is not an outcome that we wanted. And then we'll know, you know what, that intuition or gut feeling, whatever you want to call it, there was that inkling there. And we have, as you say, we have to learn to trust that and to allow us to then go and make the decision from there. So you say, you know, being your authentic self is so very important and you've shared with us how that shows up for you in your life and speaking your truth. So two questions I have around that. Sometimes I have had many women that have said to me, you know, what is my truth? I'm struggling to even define what that is. And then the second part is, all right, now I know my truth. How can I have the courage and sometimes the boldness required to actually speak my truth without the fear of being judged and, and all of that? So let's talk about how did you define what truth was for you? Um, truth to me is how you see the world. Perception is reality. Mm. So I may say to you, Amory, you look great today. And you hear, oh, you think you're so good. You think you're so cute. And that's the perception. Yeah. Then that becomes the reality of what I said, mm -hmm. right? So that's your truth. Yeah. It is about how the screen through which you interpret your experiences, mm -hmm. right? And then obviously, hopefully, as we grow and develop emotional intelligence, we can have conversations that sort of say, well, no, that's, that wasn't my intent, yeah. but I understand how you perceived it, mm -hmm. right? So then your my truth in that was, I was really giving you a compliment, mm -hmm. right? So that's the first piece of owning what that is, how we screen, how we interact with each other. Um, and I think the other piece of authenticity and speaking your truth that sometimes can trip people up, especially in the age of social media, is that they fear overshare mm. or they fear uh, intrusion, 
into pieces of our lives where no one has the right to be. And so really authenticity literally is just a concept, right? Mm -hmm. And speaking your truth is then the action behind the concept. So I know who I am. I understand how I show up in the world. I hear what you just said to me. Let me tell you what I heard. Was that your intent? Mm. Right? So it can kind of walk through um, that, that, that sort of exercise in everything you do. And sometimes it's in your own head. Like, yeah. I don't think she really meant it that way. Yeah. Right? I don't have to say to you, did you really mean that that way? You know, kind of just temper it. Well, what I know about her says that this is probably not a snarky comment. Yes. You yes, know? Yeah. And so our truth I don't know. It's ever evolving. I do believe. Yeah. And I think also too, the more, as you say, the more you evolve into who you are and, and as we know, our challenges will shape character. And one of the things that I have learned is that we can, because of technology and and our podcast, we can speak to people from all over the world. And, you know, my beliefs and my core values may not necessarily align with others. And you know what? That's okay. We can appreciate other people's point of views. We haven't walked their journey. So how can we judge others, you know, based on, on our, what, you know, our own paradigms? And one of the things that I will often say to people is I'll say, you know what, we just need to agree to disagree on this one yes, and let's move it. forward because yes. you can always grow and learn, I, I think. But sometimes what we do is we get stuck in that conflict. For me, I use it as a trigger kind of, oh, what's going on? Is this something that I need to address in myself or is this just, just something, you know, you know what, appreciate your conversation. Thank you for sharing. We're just going to have to disagree on that, you know, or to agree to disagree. What are your thoughts on this? I love that. And I say that quite often. And I also say we, I, I, I take this from President Obama, we don't have to be disagreeable to disagree. Yeah. Right. We don't yeah. have to be contentious. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the thing about truth. We're taught that there are certain absolutes. I'm not sure of anything being absolutely true anymore. Mm. You know, it's so <laughs> difficult. The older you get, the more you experience life. It's like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think we get so entrenched and also scared about what our quote unquote truth is, is because mm. we do think it's something rigid and we do think it's something absolute. But if we look at it more as, well, maybe it's just a way of thinking. Mm. It's a way of being, and it's a way of understanding the experiences of our past. You know, when we come out of the Me Too movement, um, that was very, very powerful and has been for over a decade um, in terms of sharing your story. Mm. But your story is just that. It's how you experienced Mm -hmm. something that happened in the world. Yes. Direct in this instance, often directly to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we have to learn how to respect that because it, I don't argue opinions and mm. I don't argue truths. Yeah. How do you argue someone else's opinion? Exactly. Else? Exactly. Yes. You know, sometimes I'll read some conversations and I'll go, oh, I'm not even going to contribute to that because I can, (laughs) you just know, because people, as you said, they're seeing it through their lens. And I think when we start to have conversations, we have to, well, this is what I, what I will often do for myself. I need to be able to walk in their shoes or at least see that from their point of view. And you can, I mean, everybody's viewpoints when you're sharing is true for them. And, you know, I I think that's so important, particularly now, Amy, you're talking about social media and sharing and conversations. 
and there's a whole lot of ugly unfortunately that happens in conversations and that impacts and this is one of the things that I say you know as, as a by trade a brand strategist is every conversation you participate in or not participate in um, and every time you show up you're impacting your reputation and so we need to be very mindful about what we do start to, you know, the, the conversations that we have and the interactions because that in, can impact our brand. What are a couple of things that you, um, you know, insights that you want to share around this? Because this all really, you know, when we're t talking about speaking our truth and getting out there and sharing, we need to be mindful about this. And I think we need to set some ground rules for ourselves and what we decide that we are going to participate in and perhaps what we are going to maybe not participate in. How does that show up for you? Well, I'm I'm so glad that you asked this question because I think the 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 conversation that we were having I don't want it to come across as we are so overly self-indulgent that we ignore our emotional intelligence yeah. and being respectful of others. Mm -hmm. um, so you know I think you're absolutely right. When we are an influencer, when we are positioning ourselves as an influencer, and the honest truth is we are all influence. They say mm -hmm. we're all salespeople, whether it's you know influence your kid to get their butt in the tub and take a bath, like you know, or you're influencing listeners and readers of, of a magazine, the reality is we all influence people. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be mindful of the message that we're sending still. So mm -hmm. we can understand our truth, own our truth, speak our truth, but still be mindful and have empathy and, mm -hmm. and, and understanding that there are other people that you're interacting with and that when you make a comment on a post or when you share a post, make sure that you understand that what you're writing may impact people in a way other than how you intend it. Mm -hmm. And be mindful of that just as you would want, you know, others to be mindful of your perception as reality. Yes. Um, so, so I totally agree with you that there are many conversations, especially on social media, that I just keep scrolling as, Dor yeah. to, to paraphrase Dory, yes. <laughs> just keep scrolling. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. And I think that, you know, one of the, one of the pieces about um, being an influencer from that, 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 that concept in social media and content creation is really thinking about what is the message that you want to send? Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and, and being clear about it, because you can have a truth and it can, the message you send still be in alignment with your truth, but mm -hmm. just have some polish on it. I heard yeah. once they say, and you talked a little bit about the fear of, of sharing, speaking our truth. Um, once I heard it said that the, the skeletons in the closet are just stories that haven't been polished yet. Mm. And so when you begin to share those stories, when you begin to polish those stories, you absolutely position yourself as an influencer because you say to the next person who has those same skeletons in their closet, it's okay. Mm. I've been there. I get it. I'm not judging you. This is a safe space. Whatever that looks like, whatever that language is that you use. Mm -hmm. So, so true. And when you do that consistently, and I'm sure you did do this consistently, which was one of the reasons that you were offered the opportunity to become part of uh, that social media team that was invited to uh, the Obama White House. So if you're speaking then to someone, well, today we're having listeners, obviously, that are thinking, you know, I want to position myself as an influencer. And as you said, we're all influencers and everything we say and do 
what are some key things that they should start to consider especially when you're looking at gaining access to other influencers who then can see and hear and, and, and just observe what you're doing and then say, you know what, I really like what she's doing. I'm going to invite her along. What are some things that we need to start to do now so that we can position ourselves to be invited and to connect and, and collaborate with other influencers? Um, I think one of the main things is to understand that everyone has value. Um, when I reached out to Guy Kawasaki, it's kind of like, oh, well, yeah, that's a no-brainer. Of course, you're going to want to interview Guy Kawasaki. But then I've also interviewed people on my podcast, people I've never heard of before. Mm -hmm. And that's because I see value in every individual. And I think that when we think of ourselves as positioning as influencers, we really need to have sort of what I call a trifecta tribe. Mm -hmm. And that's people who are ahead of us, mentors people who are our peers who we can commiserate and collaborate with who are kind of around the same place we are in our journey mm -hmm. and then mentees because some of my mentees are now very well positioned in other places and they remember oh my goodness Michelle helped me along the way yeah. when she was even farther along and now they may be in a position to provide an opportunity to me and I'm not saying that from a smarmy perspective. You create genuine connections, mm -hmm. genuine relationships, but don't write off the ability for people who don't seem as far along as you or don't seem to know as much or have as much money or more money than you. Don't write off their ability to somehow help you get to your next mm -hmm. level. Right. Yeah. So that also is a great way to sort of, I guess, um, as we're saying, build that success muscle mm -hmm. by building successful relationships with people who maybe you don't even feel threatened by or in any way um, that, that, that you haven't put them on a pedestal. Yes. That can help you learn how to create mutually beneficial relationships yes. so that when you see like I was uh, Gary Vaynerchuk was just in town mm -hmm. and I was able to chat with him and you know take pictures and that that was cool yeah. and that's because I'm not afraid of Gary V he's a person yes. right but I've also had years and years of having relationships with people in so many other walks of life yeah and so I think that it's nice to look to Oprah but don't forget that somebody like us taught Oprah how to use Instagram, mm -hmm. right? So Oprah gets it. She knows she can look to mentees that can give her something that even though she's a billionaire can take her to her next level. Yeah. Right. So somebody so taught true. Will Smith how to use Instagram, mm -hmm. you know? Yes. And I'm sure they don't make as much money or have as much success. So never underestimate the value in a, in a very, very strong ecosystem, that trifecta of having mentors, mentees and peers. Yeah. You know, we were talking about uh, struggles and challenges overcome and, and the shaping of character. For me, uh, if I think that and look back over the, the struggles that I've had and you've said yourself, you know, you're thankful for those because it has shaped you who you are today. I think one of the worst things that we can see is an influencer who has gotten to a place of influence and their message and what they say really does impact a lot of people. But what hasn't happened along the way and along their journey is the shaping of ego. Because, you know, the moment that we do put ourselves above others, 
um, I think, unfortunately, we've, we've just missed the absolute point. And as you said so beautifully, we can learn from everybody um, and never, you know, negate a conversation because someone can say just one thing that can impact you or can, if you're doing a podcast, can impact someone who has been struggling with that and that, that insight that was shared can make such a significant difference. I wonder what has been one thing, maybe one insight, it could be from a mentor or from a mentee or from a here one insight that was shared with you that has made quite a significant impact on your life is there one that you can consider or think of yes and it was not said directly to me it was said to hillary clinton by bill clinton mm -hmm. and she shared it in an interview on tv and what was happening was at the time i guess it was prior to the primary election. So mm -hmm. there was still a vast pool of, of potential candidates for the presidency. And she said that Bill shared with her only focus on the next race. Mm -hmm. So focus on the next thing you need to do. Do not think so far into the future because frankly, if you don't pass go, you're not getting to the next yes. point anyway. And often we, um, I, you spoke earlier about breaking things down into their component pieces. Yes, we have a big goal and a big vision, but if we can just focus on what's the step I can take today, mm -hmm. what's the income I can generate today, what are the posts I can put up, the emails I can send, the, the lunches, the coffees, the interviews, the things that I can do today mm -hmm. that lay the foundation for me to win next year, yes. December 31st, whenever. That is powerful. And that was some of the best advice I ever heard because it's so easy to think so big and everything yes. is so large. And it's like, oh, that goal, that goal, that goal. I need to make a million dollars. I need to have $10,000 months. You know, what does that look like today? Yeah. How much money do you need to make today that on day 30 you have 10000 yeah, so, so true. I mean, that, that, that right there, I think, especially for me, is a huge insight because I'm one of those people, we've, we've got big visions. I mean, we're ambitious, yeah. we're driven, we've got great, great goals. Yet, if we continue to move from that with everything that we need to do, we can often forget, well, hang on a minute, you need to take step one, step two, and continue to take that every single day consistently. And I know for me, and I'm mindful of this now, which is why I've set up, a, you know, a, a a bold goal but then broken it down into quarters because otherwise I know I can either put too much in one go and I get exhausted and stretch too thin and then what happens is we get uh, frustrated and then we go on to the next creative project because we love that's me anyway um, so 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 true I have absolutely loved our conversation today Michelle and I know all of our listeners will as well how can they reach out to you how can they connect with you and find out more about the awesome work you're doing Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. This has been a great conversation. I've learned so much and I appreciate you for that, Anne-Marie. Your uh, listeners, I love to connect with people. I am her power moves everywhere. <laughs> so you can reach out to me on any social media platform. I'm also Michelle Y. Talbert. Um, and so between those two, head over to herpowermoves.com. You can connect with me there and I would love to 
learn more about the journeys of the women who you're touching with your show, any way that I can help um, with regard to positioning as an influencer or just struggling as a single mom or anything in between. Mm. I'm happy, happy, happy to hear from you. Oh, thank you so very much, Michelle, for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Women in Leadership Podcast, brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your own podcast? Access our free podcast training, including our no-cost and low-cost tools and podcast production workflow checklist to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini trading. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.